This is Sarah Hartman, and you're listening to Rocket Night. This is Anita Stewart, and I am reporting for Rocket Night, and yes, she rocks. And today, I'm speaking with Sarah Hartman, uh, who is currently traveling. She's in Portland uh, tonight, and I understand you're in D.C. in a couple of nights, and then New York, and then you're back to Europe, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a roller coaster. But, it actually, but it's so awesome to be back in the States. I can't, I can't even stress enough how amazing it is. Now, you were, in home, yeah. Yeah, you were in Boston on Mother's Day, and I just happened to see a video that was recorded on a phone. Um, David <laughs> Hartman, was that your proud father or somebody else or maybe another oh. relative? You know, that is my biggest fan. It's my my grandfather actually. <laughs> they they drove up. They drove up from Long Island to get the show. Yeah, they, well, he he posted it to YouTube, so I actually just watched it. It was two minutes of one of the songs you were doing, and I thought, well, that's oh. sweet. <laughs> oh yeah, they're they're really really proud. <laughs> So I was looking at a couple of other interviews that you had done, and you had said that Jack Garrett and Alan Raymond were two artists that you follow that you um, specifically look to for inspiration. Uh, Why those two artists, and what other artists inspire your songwriting? Oh, this is a good question. Let me step out of the van real quick. Hey, so, well, Alan Raymond, I just found out about him, actually. I, I saw his set. He played after me at South by Southwest. And um, okay. I just was transfixed. He, he, he drank red wine on stage, which I thought was very, very, very nice. <laughs> 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 and, and also Jack Garrett, I think he's doing some fascinating things rhythmically. Um, but let's see. I mean, I, I'm also, well, I, if you've read other interviews with me, you know that I have a, a Patty Smith addiction. It's really quite serious <laughs> actually she's one of my mm-hmm. favorites and i was at the, the the concert in tampa when she fell off the stage some years ago oh. and she really oh. injured herself but it was it was a brilliant concert and i've always been an admirer of her songwriting so is that what you're looking at when you look at her um, past work is just how she crafts her songs yes yes and how she is so like unabashedly herself, I, I guess that if that makes sense. You know? Yeah. I, I, I caught her in at the Temple Drum in Berlin in August, and and I was just I, I was speechless. I, I think she she was so vulnerable but so powerful and and so I just I just love her and and I think um she is saying what she feels and and she's not ashamed of it and and I really yeah that, that's ultimately what what I would hope to do with my music as well. <laughs> Strength and vulnerability, I suppose, is the biggest thing, though. 
Right. Now, what, um, what are you plugging into right now? What um, artists, like, what, have, what do you have in your CD player or on Spotify right at the moment? Oh, um, let's see. Uh, well, Jack and Alan are big. What do I have? Oh, B.B. Borelli. Do you know B.B. Borelli? I have not heard of that artist. She, um, she is actually out of Berlin. That's how I found out about her. But she, um, she wrote um, Bitch Better Have My Money um, by, by Rihanna. Oh, yeah, she, I know yeah, that she, she song. She wrote it. And uh. she, um, she, came, she recently came out with an EP, and its attitude is just like seeping out of her pores. And I just think um, she's, she's very, very, very interesting. I think she's really, really cool as well. She's she's been on repeat to be honest. <laughs> well, I that's one artist I'm going to have to check out then. Now oh. we um, we've done some research on you here at Rocket Night, and we know that you play a lot of instruments, and you have of course this wonderful background living in Long Island, and you did a lot of um, you really paid your dues at a very young age, <laughs> you know, playing in some of these um, bars, restaurants, coffee houses. Um, how many instruments do you play? Oh, let's see if I if I have to count. <laughs> well, no. Well, I started on drums. But that's one, and and then I, I have like a basic understanding of probably five, six. Okay. But but I think um, it, for me it's more about like, but I don't know how to like technically play them. You know, like I don't know if anybody's noticed, um, but I have tape on the back of my my guitar. <laughs> so that I can see where the frets are, you know, because it's, um, you know, I probably shouldn't be saying that I don't know how to play these instruments. But, I mean, I, mean, I, I have the, the um, basic understanding, but it's mostly, it's mostly feeling with me. Um, but I, I really, I, I just love musical instruments. I, I dabbled in the trombone um, for a little while. My, my parents were not very happy about that. It's very loud and doesn't sound very good when you, when you start to learn. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. And you, put, and you played I, I the bass. You played bass, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That was in, in my my first band. I played the bass. <laughs> now, what guitars do you usually like to play? What what uh, model make? I fell in love with the Jazzmaster while I was making the album. It was okay. I yeah, it's got a lot of personality. I, I think it's it's a really special guitar. It it was what. It's plucky enough, and it's also it has that kind of indie alt edge, which I think is really, really, really awesome. So I play my my black Fender Jazzmaster. Um, it's not the mega expensive version, but it, it's mine, and and it, it, it's becoming, you know, um, I, I'm I'm sure when you tour with a, with an instrument, um, you really get to know it, <laughs> and you really, right, right. you really get close. And so me and my me and my black Jazzmaster have toured with Ellie Golding and survived, um, and uh, we're, we're both in one piece, which is which is really good. And so, so I really, yeah, my jazz master is my one of my best friends. <laughs> now I play ukulele, and so does the editor of Rocket Night, and uh, you know oh, she she basically started a ukulele club for this particular uh, area that we live in in Florida, and um, we saw some pictures of you playing the ukulele too. And what what kind what kind do you prefer to play? Like what size and what make? Well, this is a good one because I know way too much about it. When I played in the bars. Um, or my, my restaurant days, I would I played a kala. Um, it was a it wasn't a soprano. Um, it was 
Oh, well, now concert? I, I can't remember it. Yes, was it the concert you, or the tenor? <laughs> it was a concert. It was, um, <laughs> it was a concert, and it was a kala, and it was electric acoustic. Um, but I, I loved that one for playing because it was very, um, as durable as a ukulele can be, you know. <laughs> um, right. But I, I loved playing that. Um, but my, my real love, my first ukulele love was, was a soprano kala. Um, that I got for, for Christmas. I seem to get a lot of my instruments for, for Christmas, but it was probably like 30 bucks and, and came with a little backpack. And, uh, and I just, I mean, it's just so delightfully tinny and there's, it's, it's incredible. I think, and it's so tiny and adorable. So that's my real ukulele love. Is I, I like them especially because they're portable and they're just so yeah. easy to carry around and break into song anywhere pretty much. Um, so true. Yep. And, and <laughs> now let's, let's go back to Long Island. Um, what is the first thing you like to do when you go back home? <laughs> oh, well, actually, I, I have a plan. Um, my, my brother is actually living with me in Berlin for a little bit, for a little while, which is so, so fun. Um, <laughs> uh, when that, the, the second I, I land on my flight, I'm, I'm going to call up my brother, be like, I landed, prepare, and he's going to, we figured, we figured out how to plug the computer into the TV. Um, right. So we're going to binge watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and eat popcorn um, for the entire <laughs> day, I think. <laughs> no. <laughs> This is one of the things I was curious about, and um, it looked like you could have gone anywhere in the world pretty much, a girl with a guitar <laughs> that already knew how to make a living and was very self-sufficient, but yet you chose Berlin. Why did you cho- choose Berlin? Was there a connection there for you? Well, to be honest, I, the world was, was very open. I, of course, I had no idea <laughs> but at the time, but I was approached after one of my, my restaurant shows by from a man in the Hamptons who knew um, Toby Kuhn out of Berlin. Um, and so Toby, Toby really brought me to Berlin, which was, I mean, I haven't looked back. I, I fell in love with the city. And, um, yeah, but it was, yeah, it was, it was Toby Kuhn that brought me to Berlin. Um, but, but I think it, it's becoming, it just made more sense for me to settle there, you know, after a while. I was, I was going back and forth, and, but then I was like, you know what, let's, Let's start a life in, in Berlin. And uh, it's turned out to be really fun. I've met some of the greatest people I've ever known. I think um, it's a city on the verge of something is, is something that I've, I've said before. But it's, you can feel it in the street. You know, it's the history and, and the newness. It's, there's something going on in that city. There's something in the air, I guess. But, uh, I'm, so do you think the music me. and the art scene is kind of exploding there simply because, you know, the wall is down and there's just a fresh outlook and new attitudes? Do you think that that is probably part of the catalyst for all the newness in the city? Yes, yes. I, I think it's, it's, it's rebuilding. It's restructuring. It's, it's not, um, you know, it's, it's still finding itself, I guess. You know, because there's so many young people and there's so much, I mean, of course, there's the 24-hour party scene, which also helps uh, with bringing in the fringy people, I guess. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really an incredible place. I recommend everyone get over there when they have the chance because it's got equal parts history and, and the future, you know, if that makes sense. Right, right. <laughs> but, Mm. Now, one of the things that I noticed, I listened to um, a lot of cuts uh, probably over the past (laughs) 
two weeks of your music, some of the ones that were really stand out for me were From the Other Side of the World, Two Feet Off the Ground, mm-hmm. Stranger in a Room, Monster, Leave Me Home. And I could yeah. hear the ukulele on satellite. There was a ukulele in there. Am I right? <laughs> oh, you caught it. Oh, you caught it. You know, I was yeah, I did. Yeah, I caught it. It's, 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 it's layered in in the pre-chorus. Very, very good ear. I played yep. that. Oh, my goodness. Wow, I'm going to have to telephone high-five you for that. <laughs> <laughs> and one good of the ears. nice yeah, thank you. One of the nice things I liked about the music was the fact that in spite of it being recorded in a studio, it has just this m- most amazing kind of like stripped down kind of unplugged mm-hmm. feel, even though there's electronics being used. It's, it's mm-hmm. just, um, I, I would call it kind of a cross between pop and rock and very mm. unplugged, even though there, it, there's synthesize in there. So um, oh, a real a difference. <laughs> yeah, it was just like a real difference in the whole music that you're doing compared to what you're going to hear on the radio. Um, that, was, and, that was what Toby and I really, really wanted to make. We wanted to create a world that was, I, I suppose, complemented the the rawness of, of the lyric, you know, I, I, I genuinely put my entire heart and soul into, into these words, and, and I, I think he, he saw that and, and wanted to make this, it's, it's real, but it's also poppy, and it's raw, and we did a lot of um, acoustic instruments playing the parts of, you know, what traditionally electronic instruments play, um, which I think, honestly, Toby Toby is brilliant. I, I'm so happy that, that we could create this world, this world together. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, thank you so much. <laughs> no, I, I just, what I just, going for. <laughs> I, I really like, I don't know, personally, I really like independent artists that are doing things and creating a niche that, you know, other people aren't doing. And mm-hmm. um, I, f- I found that through the music that you're doing, the fact that it's, you know, it's, it's got that unplugged feel where you just want to sit and listen. And I find <laughs> that the lyrics that you're, you're writing um, have a lot of deep insight for someone mm-hmm. as young as you are. Uh, you seem to have a great <laughs> understanding um, and and that's miraculous too. So that may be a little bit, um, um, how can I say, new agey kind of thing. But uh, that's mm-hmm. how I heard the music, and I loved it. Um, now, who do you consider your audience, and what messages do you want to con- convey through the music that you're writing and performing? This uh, to be to again to be too really real. I, I think. I don't know who, who my audience is. I hope I hope it's humans on on the earth. I mean, I, I, I yeah. I, I don't really think about about those things. I, I think um, ultimately, what what I mean. I moved to Berlin, and and it was a tidal wave of things. You know, it, it was all these exciting new ideas and feelings and. But it was also really, really scary, and and I felt very alone um, a lot, a lot of times. And and I, there was, you know, nights where I was like, "What, what are you doing? Why are you doing this?" And and but this music kind of kept me going. And I, I really hope that um, when people hear it, they also feel less alone. You know, like I, I put I put all of 
what I went through. I, I, was, <laughs> I learned probably too much about myself during that time. <laughs> but right. I, yeah, I put it right back in. And, and uh, yeah, I, I've never felt so alone, but I've never felt so connected to something. And, and I hope that that is, is what I can, I hope that that is a feeling that I can share with what I have made. Yeah, and, and marvelous. I, so maybe that's a universal feeling. Um, right. Yeah, I know it's definitely present in you know people that are my age. You know, people that are that are going to college. You know, like you don't have to move to Berlin to have these feelings. <laughs> you, know, you can you can move one city over and also have no you know be scared with what you're doing with your life or, and whatnot. But I could ramble for a while. But I and, and taking yeah. and taking <laughs> the risks and taking the chances, which you know, as an artist, always helps us grow. Uh, when we're yeah. doing that, you know. Exactly. Um, and I think, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but when it works, it's so, so cool and so exciting. And it's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> let, so, let's um, have fun. <laughs> let me ask you three really quick questions because we're running out of time. What is one thing that you could get at home that you couldn't find in Berlin and it drove you kind of crazy? <laughs> I have a... a, a devastating sweet tooth it's, it's really really an issue but um there's a candy in the states called swedish fish i don't know if you are familiar with this oh yeah amazing gummy situation but they do not have that in berlin which is maybe a good thing <laughs> but um but i definitely stock up when i'm in the states so i, I have some in my suitcase now I'm ready. That's going to be a part of my unbreakable candy Schmidt day. Is <laughs> I used to I used to sell candy at a candy store many 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 years ago. So very familiar with oh. Swedish fish and and I really liked <laughs> the Swedish raspberry blackberries too. Those were really good. Oh, oh, we have similar yeah. taste. <laughs> yeah, those were really really good. And um, quick question: This is another one of the rapid fire questions. Are you currently right, right. in Love or in lust? In love or in lust? Is this like with life, or uh... it could be with the <laughs> with a partner? It could be with a friend. It could be with life. Yeah, either. I am currently head over heels in love with the world and and this journey that I get to go on right now. But that is where my head's at right now. I'm, I'm just attempting to enjoy, um, yeah, the, the little things. And, you know, like, I'm standing outside in Maine, and it's so beautiful, and there's seagulls flying around. Oh, and someone dropped a French fry. Seagulls are eating <laughs> French fry. You know, like, this, I'm, I'm in love with, with life and the world right now. So I'm you're in... You're in Portland, Maine tonight, and then in two nights you're going to be in D.C., and then you're, you're mm-hmm. going to be that very next night in New York City. Um, yes, ma'am. So it's, so it's kind of like a lot of traveling. Where, this is the last question. Where do you envision yourself in 10 years? <laughs> I am so bad at this one. I, um, well, a year ago I had no idea I'd be living in Berlin. Um, so I, I'm I I hope happy somewhere maybe warm um, maybe with someone awesome uh, but I don't know I really honestly have absolutely no idea um, but I really hope that I'm happy and uh, 
yeah, because yeah, things happen, things are happening really quickly right now in my life, which is um, really, really awesome. But uh, 10 years, yeah, I just hope I'm happy. That, that's, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> so you're out to conquer the world and um, taking it one day at a time, and that's just marvelous. And thank you so much for spending time with Rocket Night and um, really looking forward to watching your career and seeing where it goes um, over the next months and years. You're listening to Rock at Night.